Do you like wonderful stories? Mike, excuse me for a moment, madam. I'm going to make a phone call to a podcast. She's like, hang on, let me take a crap and hit you in the head with shit. Commentary on hard-hitting topics. I never knew a human, an adult, was incapable of shitting in a toilet until the other night. Plentiful amounts of penis? Sweet penis. Guys, touching his penis. Sometimes everyone masturbates at me. Cool penis. Oh, hands in his pants. Makes him do a funny dance. Oh, sweet crap. Penis. That guy doesn't even have pants. Then you should be listening to the internet with penis. Then you should be listening to The Internet with Scott, the pool boy. Go rate, review, and subscribe to his show on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. You're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Yes, I believe no permanent damage was done. What happened? The occipital area of my head seems to have impacted with the arm of the chair. No, Mr. Spock, I meant what happened to us. That we have yet to ascertain. Lincoln died three centuries ago on a planet hundreds of light years away. More that direction, engineer. Thank heaven. Mr. Scott, there was no deity involved. It was my cross-circuiting to be that recovered them. How close will we come to the nearest Klingon outpost if we continue on our present course? Ah, one parsec, sir. Close enough to smell them. That is illogical, Ensign. Odors cannot travel through the vacuum of space. Opportunity? Now listen, Spock, you may be a wonderful science officer, but believe me, you couldn't sell fake patents to your mother. I fail to understand why I should care to induce my mother to purchase falsified patents. Can you give me warp eight? Aye, sir. And maybe a wee bit more. I'll sit on the warp engines myself and nurse them. That position, Mr. Scott, would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. I tell you, you better come on back down. Krakos, put the bag on your captain. Why would he put a bag on our captain? Kidnapped him, you dope. You realize that the aim will, of course, be very crude. I... Don't care if you hit the broadside of a barn. Just hurry, please. Captain, why should I aim at such a structure? Mind, Spock, just get on with the job. Knowledge. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. 
Of course, Devil stopped. I do like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be a show prep? This could be a while. Cafe Smash! Bad Burning Podcast, we're all up in your lawn. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches! We had gum and cheese. Now I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 56 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And we're back. Or something. We were gone. Well, it's been a whole week since the last show. Does that kind of count as being gone or something like that? Well, no. Because no? we're here at the expected time. Well, we're actually a day early. Not, that not to them. Not to them, but to us. We you tell me we time travel. We I... do. We do. Get that TARDIS up in this bitch. It's bigger on the inside. Oh, I drop a Doctor Who reference and you just kind of... Eh. I'm sorry. I The client and the thing and the good and the vibes mm-hmm. and the thumbs is up. I like the thumbs is up. Oh, she gave you a thumbs up in text? Yes. Yahoo. Well, as per the intro there, first things first, let's just get out of the way. Rip Leonard Nimoy. Uh, yeah. He passed away this morning at the ripe old age of 83. So I, he did adhere to the live long and prosper. He, he, he definitely lived a good, decent long life and... Um, yeah, but it was also kind of, it was one of those things as being an ex smoker, it was kind of not necessarily cool to hear either. Cause he died of COPD yeah. related to his smoking that he had quit 30 years earlier. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that he had I'm not saying, well, it's kind of mean to say this, but I, I'm hoping that maybe like that sort of 30 years before, but in 53 when he quit. So maybe he had smoked up until like from like 18 to 53. So yeah. a lot longer than I did. Cause damn, I don't need that shit happening. Yeah. I mean, there there are cases of people in our position that, you know, you quit in your late 20s, early 30s, and it rears its ugly head again mm-hmm. later in life. But the, the, all you can do is quit when you can quit and, yeah. and be quit. Yeah. Damn stupid kids doing stupid shit, <laughs> thinking it's cool as we're growing up. I'm going to puff on this thing and look how awesome I am. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week? I don't remember. <laughs> You try to break yourself. Yeah, you try to break yourself. Yeah, I, 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 it still hurt. It actually hurts more today than it did yesterday. I don't know how much you've been using those crutches. Not a lot. Yeah, I wonder why. Didn't I say that was going to happen? If you stopped using them, it would start to hurt more because you're overusing the injury, the injured knee. Just say it. I was right, and you were wrong. No, I'm just saying. Do da do da. I don't need the crutches. You do. To help it not hurt more and to help it recover better. But the crutches make other things hurt, like my arms mm-hmm. and my sides and my ribs and mm-hmm. my sh- all this stuff. Perhaps next time you won't hurt your knee. Let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> it's not like I was doing fucking cartwheels in the backyard. That's not what Tempe was saying. <laughs> Tempe wrong. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. So no, it was an entertaining day or a, oh, yeah. a couple of days. I get the I, well, man. I get I, instead of calling me, I just get a text when he says, "Call me, please." So I, at first, I was gonna like ignore it for a little bit, <laughs> but then something was like gnawing at me. Like I should probably <laughs> well call I, back and see what's going on. It wasn't an emergency. I mean, I was fine. I wasn't dying. I was in pain, but the kids were not mm-hmm. dying. Nobody was. I just let me tell the whole story. Go. I got the kids ready. My leg had been kind of hurting. I Sometimes I tweak my knee and it hurts when I walk. So it had done that earlier, but it had gotten better. I got better. I went, I went to the couch, grabbed the diaper bag, and turned. And somehow in the turning motion, and people who've injured their the tendons and ligaments and stuff in their knee will know this feeling. But I just I just turned. But I turned where my foot was planted and I just swiveled. Ooh, I just popped my hip. Ooh, I sound really young kind, when kind, I say kind that. Kind of like that, yeah. Um, so I just, I just turned, and it just like instantly was like a hot poker, like right in the meat of my knee, and just ooh, like, a hot poker in the meat. Yeah, you're getting me all turned on here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's, I was like, ow, and I just like, like, you know that sometimes I have that weird reaction to pain where I just instantly break down. Uh-huh. I didn't have that. I just said. Oh, really loud high-pitched ow and then tears came down like i didn't do the hyperventilating like so, so you did pain. the single tear like the old indian com- <laughs> the commercial or the uh commercial no, with the like, indian talking about how you know you're raping mother earth when you throw trash tears just started streaming down my face and the kids are just both like mom's finally done it she cracked she's, <laughs> she's lost she's lost it <laughs> we've succeeded yes <laughs> and i'm like ow. i mean and i'm like okay initial shock of the pain is gone let's see what the leftovers are, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to walk and I just folded. Like I just ended up on a puddle on the floor. And the kids are like, um, uh, what do we do? Well, Trent was very sweet. He yeah. came over and tried to massage your knee. He, he rubbed my knee and he go he kissed it. He's like, That feel better, mommy? That feel better? Yeah, is, that, is that better? <clears throat> so yeah. Um so I called our daycare lady because we were literally walking out the door to take them to school slash daycare and um, so I called her. She was able to come and get Tempe to take her to school. She was late, but not super late. Mm-hmm. I texted you because, like I said, not an emergency. I wasn't, you know, it's not like I the stove was on and was going to burn some. I mean, it was just I we were all sitting there all ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't do it. <laughs> but I couldn't go anywhere. Um, And the, the worst part is I knew there were crutches. Mm-hmm. I knew where they were, roughly. But you couldn't get I to them. I could not get to them. Yeah. I, and I'm like, maybe I can crawl. So I get down. Because the knee only hurt when I put weight on it. It didn't mm-hmm. hurt. So I'm like, maybe I can crawl. So I get down so on my knee. Quick, no. quick question for you. Yeah. You didn't try to like send temperance out to get them? No. I knew she wouldn't know where they were. Oh, we have a, we have a listener calling in. Yay! Just one second here. Get this fired up. And if it picks up, come on, <laughs> go ahead, call her. Hey, how's it going? It's Woody Wood calling from Hawaii. Woody Wood, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm warm. It's beautiful. How are you guys doing? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Not as warm as you, but I do see that you injured your uh, hand again. What happened there? I uh, didn't injure it again. I uh, went to the hospital with some other random pains in my hand, the other side that was the opposite side of what was hurt, and uh, 
the doctor was pretty upset that the last doctor let me not have a cast on. Oh, wow. So so basically, he wanted it on. This guy wanted it on for three months. I had one on for a month, and then the last month, no cast. Oh. And he's like, if, if, you, if you injure your wrist again, it's going to require surgery. And I said, go ahead and put a cast on that thing. <laughs> let's, let's cast this bitch up, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. I, was like, put, I was like, you can put it all the way up to my shoulder. I'm cool with that. No more. Sometimes it no feels surgery. like to get your wrist to not move, they'd have to. Like, completely immobilize your entire arm. Yeah, for the uh, the scaphoid, which is like the bone right behind the thumb, mm-hmm. they do like they do go above the elbow. Yeah. It's the slowest healing bone in the body, and I've broken it twice now. That sounds like a whole lot of no good. <laughs> but at least you're breaking yeah. it in a pretty bitchin' way. He's a, he rides bikes. Oh, okay. So BMX. I, I I tend to fall on bikes more than ride them. I think at this mm. point. Yeah, but you know, still, chick takes cars, right? Uh, Lee Swine does. Lee Swine. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters then. <laughs> I tell Trent that every time he falls. I'm like, it's it's all good. Chick sticks cars. And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my uh my seven-year-old now, he hasn't got that yet. He still wants to, to, to be everyone's attention instead of like, just get up, man, and keep going. Cause that's all I'm going to tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, you know, kids, parenting, <laughs> what's that all about? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We haven't been talking about it for the last year or anything like that. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. What's, what's the topic tonight? Tonight we're actually getting we're getting ready to jump into, I don't know if you've seen the article or not, but there is a grandmother here locally in the Oregon area who was outraged over the fact that her grandchild was isolated at lunchtime behind, you know those, um, like those trifold cardboard um, oh, yeah. things you use for like a school project? They, oh, put, yeah. they put one of those around him and, and put him in isolation during the lunch break because he was been um, consistently late to school. And so the principal, wow. yeah, so the principal's idea of uh, punishment on this was to go ahead and we'll just isolate him during lunchtime and kind of segregate him from the rest of the group. So that that seems different. Yeah, no. um, I would, I would, I would straight up just blame the parents. Exactly. That's that's. We're kind about of, to get into it because I have some serious opinions on this whole thing that are kind oh, of. But yeah, I never, ne- I never got to call in about the guy, the kid with the cane. Yes, go <laughs> go ahead. No, if you want to call back to that real quick, go ahead. Yeah, let's go back to that. Um, yeah, exactly the the road you guys are on. Why the fuck didn't the parents have a cane for the kid? School property? Bet your ass I'm taking it. Yeah. Pool noodle? Not so much. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was very comical to watch this kid with a pool, and not only a pool noodle. It was a limp. But it was a limp pool noodle. Like it, it was curved. I mean, it was like it. It was bad. Yeah, it was like Gonzo's nose. It just kind of won't. When when I heard the article, I was like, "That's kind of messed up." And then they're like, "Well, it's a school property." I was like, "Well, then they had every right. If the kid do stupid stuff with it, take it." Yep. Well, this this. This news story is very similar. Like the headline is designed to get you to feel outraged at the school, and then you dig a little deeper, and you're like, "Wait a second, these parents are assholes." <laughs> yeah, pretty much because the whole the whole thing breaks down to um, the kid's consistently late because his parents have a car that is unreliable to get him back and forth. I, to school. That's the excuse that they're giving. No, I, I that's I'm just I'm laying it out as per the article, um, and. She's upset at the fact that he was isolated and they're punishing the kid, which that, that part I can actually agree with. I mean, to take it out on the definitely. child, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I'm definitely not. It seems like it shouldn't be taken upon him. 
But yeah. what are you going to do? If the kid's upset enough, maybe your parents will take that into consideration. I don't know. Yeah. No, unfortunately, I, I, at least, in, in, especially in the area that that's from Grants Pass area, it's not one that's known for having the best of uh, quality of humans. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I, I kind of – I, I kind of get it from both ends because I mean I see that you know, yeah punishing the child will kind of hopefully get him to bitch about it to his parents but then is that really going to do anything because it seems like any more these days that when kids bitch their parents they just throw something at them like here here's a Game Boy or here's this go shut up and go away but in a, in a defense of parents who are overwhelmed I've when Justin goes out of town Ezra's late to school sometimes you know it shit happens. And I, but I would feel really bad if I found out he was being punished for the couple of times that he's been late. Right. Well, that's that's I don't the know. That, see that's the giant unknown for the article though, and that's where I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm wishy washy on it, is that they don't ever say like what does consistently late mean? Does it consistently late like he's been late every day since school has started, or is consistently once late a week. once a week? Yeah, they don't give an actual time frame for what it is. I mean, honestly, if it's more than a handful of times since the start of the school year, that seems a bit excessive. But without actually having that point of clarification. We have no way of actually knowing exactly whether or not this seems outrageous, so on and so forth. And, okay, so the the parents drive him to school and have car trouble. Maybe if they have an unreliable car, he should take the bus? Mm-hmm. The bus? Yeah. I don't know. Like... <laughs> he could live just, just close enough where the bus won't pick him up. Well, the bus, could be one of by law, I mean, well, at least... At least here, they have to pick up the student. Even if they're, you know, two hours away, they still have to come pick up the student. It can suck ass. Like, when we lived up on on the hill, it was like an hour and a half bus ride, but... I'm saying they might be a little too close for the kid to uh, be picked up by the bus. Oh, you're saying, like, they make them walk in that distance? Like, it could be, like, within a mile or two, Mm -hmm. and that's just just far enough where they're going to drive because we're Americans and we're lazy. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they'll just, they could walk probably in, you know, 30 minutes or drive in five minutes, but they're, I don't know. I don't know. I agree. We don't, we do not have enough information to process this story completely. But it would make sense to me though, that if they were closer, too close for the bus and then the, the parents, like he said, didn't want to walk. I yeah. mean, it's 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 amazing to me now what what excuses people will come up with. My ex was a perfect example of this. She could never get anywhere on time. It didn't matter what you tried to do, she would never make it anywhere on time. Is because she was like, okay, if it takes her thirty five minutes to drive a certain distance, she would allot herself exactly thirty five minutes of time, no more, no less, to get to that destination without you know taking into consideration what if traffic is shitty what if you leave during rush hour what if um your kids throw a monkey wrench into the plans which you know kids never do that and <laughs> they delay your your actual departure time out the door by 15 20 minutes none of that was ever taken into consideration to the extent that we actually missed her um grandfather's funeral which she really wanted wow. to go to because we had to stop on the way down to this place to get um, some medicine for her, one, of, one of her kids who had strep throat. Um, and so we had to get about, we had to pick up the prescription before the pharmacy closed. It was on the weekend. So I'm like, okay, well, we need to yeah. leave, leave by this time so we can make sure we can get to the pharmacy, get the script filled, and then get on the road and, and drive an hour and a half plus down to where it was at, to where her grandfather lived, to go to the, his you know celebration of life thing. And nope, we actually got out the door um, – 
a half an hour later than we would have needed to to make it there just by driving straight there without actually making any stops first and totally missed the funeral and then she was pissed at me for it. Uh, and that's why she's your ex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess I didn't drive fast enough or something. Hell, I don't know what the hell the problem was there. But <laughs> and then I yeah, get... I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm sorry. No, sorry go ahead. I'm one of those people that straight up like I will be somewhere half an hour early than be one minute late. Yeah, I'm the same I, way. I, I, I can't do it. I, maybe that's the military ingrained in me. I don't know. I actually I was like that way before. I think that's just. I'm brought up. And I'm Damn. literally yeah. sitting here rolling my eyes because I can't stand to get somewhere too early. I like to be early, but I would prefer to be one minute early than than 30 minutes early. Well, see, I'll, I'll go as the all side with Woody here. And I'm the same thing is that I will be somewhere or I should I, I will arrive in the area within mm-hmm. a half hour. I would prefer that even if it means I have to go do something for 15, 20 minutes. And then yeah, I'll go buy a soda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do that, too. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that it um, it bugs me to no end, especially like if I have a couple of aunts that if you want them to ever get to a birthday party on time, you had to tell them two hours. <laughs> okay, if you wanted a two o'clock birthday party, you told them it started at noon, they'd be there by 3.30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, I've definitely had those friends. And living in Hawaii, there is a thing called Hawaii. Well, it's island time in general, but Hawaii, Hawaii time, it's like, hey, we're going to meet up at 8. So around 9 o'clock, people start showing up, start <laughs> showing up. That's, so I feel you. Yeah. All right, I'm going to let you guys get to the rest of your show. Perfect. I'm well, going I'm, uh, I'm to be a bad parent and make sure I give my kids Game Boys and Playstations tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we really appreciate you calling in, buddy. Thank you for the call. All right, have a good one. You too, bud. Bye. Cheers, guys. And I, as much as I hate using this term, I'm going to use it anyways. That was a completely organic call. <laughs> I didn't ask him beforehand. He didn't let me know he was going to call in. In fact, I thought it was my sister. Because she's been like, can can I call in? I'm like, hold on. Give me some time to finish up a few things here. And I thought she just overshot the... uh, the time leap there. Then I look at it, I'm like, hey, I look at the area code, I'm like, yeah, that's it just not... makes me want to go to Hawaii. Yeah, so no, it was it was good to it was good to hear from him though. I've been off I don't know on... which island. Do we know? Where... I honest, no, I don't. No, I don't no. know which island. He, he yes. should listen to this and tell us. He will. He will. Lives. I was talking with one of my bosses mm-hmm. about Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, last night, and um, how much I want to go and. Because we've been talking about when we finally get to take this massive vacation, yeah, family vacation that we've never been on before. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go to Disneyland or somewhere else, and I've been leaning on the Disneyland side, but after talking with with my boss, I'm like, maybe Hawaii. <laughs> maybe I can handle that. Yeah, maybe I can handle Hawaii. Yeah, maybe. So, I I don't know. I I'm. I, I still, like, really, really, really want to go to Disneyland. I don't know that I can handle that much plane time with the kids, though. Hawaii? Yeah. It's, it's not that bad. It's five hours. I, I understand it's five hours. It's five hours. I get that. It's five hours. Do you remember that any type of car trip with Temperance is less than, you know... I'm just saying, but they get to ride in an airplane and go to an island. But that, that it's all beaching. Riding with enough airplanes, as many as I have, with people with kids... It's amazing just how quickly the uh, the um, allure of being on a plane wears off. <laughs> I know. It's within a matter of, like, minutes. Or usually it's that first bout of bad turbulence you hit where the kids <laughs> oh damn near shits themselves. And then that's when things just kind of go well, south. Yeah. I, I, but it's so worth it. Not saying we, that it's not. We need to go to Hawaii. I'm just saying. And uh, it would probably be less expensive for us to go to Hawaii than it would for us to go to Disneyland. I agree. 
probably would. I still say take all that money and, and shovel it into like, you know, I don't know, somebody come and watch the kids and fuck it, I'll go with them over two weeks. So if you if I'm down. <laughs> I'm I'm totally down with that. We never got a honeymoon. That's well, true. I mean we went to Red Lobster and all, but So to get back on topic here real quick, I'm I wanna go ahead and play the video from the from the um the news uh the news article that was here and then we'll see if it gives us any more information to go off before we start berating these people. Thousands of people are following a Facebook post from an outraged Grants Pass woman. Her grandson was placed on lunch detention, and the posting is going viral. NBC5's Roma Villavicencio is here with the very latest. Roma. Our Laura Hoover says her grandson deserves an apology by Lincoln Elementary and Grants Pass. The grandmother never imagined the amount of feedback she's getting. It broke my heart. Laura Hoover is upset seeing her grandson placed in front of a piece of cardboard in the cafeteria as a form of punishment. The boy's mother saw her son with the cardboard secluded from others and took this photo. It made me really sad to think of him sitting there at that table with that cardboard box around him. Hoover says Tuesday morning her six-year-old grandson Hunter was late to class at Lincoln Elementary in Grants Pass because his mom's car is unreliable. He's been tardy a few times over what he's allowed to be tardy. It happened during lunch. The boy's mother knew her son was being placed on lunch detention, so she wanted to see for herself what was going on. To ostracize him like that and make them a public spectacle It's like putting a dunce cap on him. Hoover posted the images on Facebook and the feedback she has gotten has been enormous. More than 10,000 shares. Wow, this is really, this is really big. This is wonderful. You know, maybe, maybe little Hunter's not going to have a cardboard box around him anymore. Grants passed school district 7 superintendent John Higgins wouldn't go on camera but said the first grade student was punished because of chronic tardiness. He says the district is looking into the situation in accordance with district policy. Hoover says the principal of the school actually went and spoke with Hunter's parents tonight, but says in the end this should never happen to any child. The district could not tell us whether or not this is normal lunch detention protocol for all students in the district. Live in the studio, Roma Villavicencio, NBC5 News. Thousands of people are following a Facebook post from an outraged Grants Pass woman. Her grandson was placed on... Piece of shit. All right. Um, So, right at the end there saying they weren't sure if this was regular lunch detention protocol, yada, 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 but it should never happen to any child, I think is the gist that I got, something along those lines. Um, Bite me. I'm all for, not 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 necessarily in this particular scenario, as far as the kid being segregated for his parents being completely total schlucks, but if a kid's fucking up and they want to deten- put him in detention at lunch and they decide to segregate him, that should just perfectly fine. Why is that not acceptable? What's unacceptable about that? Oh, wait, you're drawing attention to my precious little snowflake? Yeah, we are. We're drawing attention to the fact that he might be a little precocious shit fuck that needs to learn how to follow the rules once in a while. Therefore, we're going to make make a you know a scene out of him and say, hey, look, by the way, this is what happens to you when you don't follow the fucking rules. So perhaps you should follow the rules. Now, once again, like I said, in this particular scenario, probably unjustified. However, however... The mom came back at the lunch break to take the picture. Yeah. How unreliable is this fucking car again? <laughs> I'm sorry. He's late because her car is unreliable, yet she's able to make it back to the school at lunch break just to prove how badly her son's being treated. This screams, I want to be on the news that I'm an attention fucking whore 
blah, 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 blah. Have pity on me because my life sucks. Wah, wah, wah. And maybe not even the mom. No, it might be the grandma. The grandma. No, I agree. But but still, the mom took the picture. So it, there's there's a lot it of... It all just seems fishy yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, how did she know he was getting detention that day for that? Exactly. Like, like, how does the kid know ahead of time that he's... Unless she just knew about it, the sheer fact of the matter that she was already late. Yeah. You know? Um, but still, I don't... That whole, oh, he's late because my car is unreliable. By the way, I got back here to take this picture to incriminate you guys to show you how horrible of a school you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> It all just... And just... Oh, it has more than 10,000 shares. Oh, maybe he doesn't have to do this anymore and sit in a cardboard box, as she's calling it. Mm-hmm. But it's just essentially a screen. Mm-hmm. They just put up a bear. And as- if anybody's ever been to a science fair, yeah, it's a trifold. The, the trifold cardboard backers mm-hmm. they use in those science fairs is what is being used for this particular issue. Um, and I'm with you. If, if I... What do we expect? The... We have taken away every form of punishment that a school can do to a kid. Mm-hmm. You can't beat him. Well, and, <laughs> nor should you. I mean, I, I'm all for that. Can't crack him on the knuckles with a ruler. You can't put him up front with a dunce cap. You're not allowed to take the leather belt to him anymore. You're not allowed to kick him in the balls. You know. I'm ruin. so glad you no. were never a teacher. Oh my god. Uh, um. Uh, oh, got another call coming in. Oh yay! But there has to be some form of punishment will still allow there yeah. has to be yeah no i agree but the b- bottom line is, is that um yeah yeah you've taken away the power that schools have therefore the schools don't have any way of actually you know really taking care of these kids but then at the same time you're not wanting to follow through and and be there and, and punish your kids and teach them any lessons and show them that there's a problem so or, or show them what happens when there is a problem and then hey look by the way here's the consequences when you fuck up and you don't do what you're supposed to do with the school Yada 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 yada. So exactly what you know, what else are they supposed to do at this point? I mean, oh my god, they segregated the child. Wah. And why didn't the mom do some? If it was that outrageous, why didn't she do something about it right then? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, "Hey, I pulled my kid out of school for the day." It doesn't say anything. No, I took it's, a picture it's, it's of says, him and wait, moved wait, wait. away. Let me take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joy, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Hi, thank you for being quiet while we were finishing up the conversation there. Not always do people get that, so it's kind of nice when somebody waits patently for us to say hello. <laughs> Isn't that politeness? It is. Well, you know. It, it, it's, <laughs> not it all, it's also, any listeners, but... No, 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 it's not about that. It's, it's not even about politeness. What it is is they they don't... It's just one of those things that you don't always... You get nervous or you don't fully understand what's going on, so... Or you're like, hello, did that yeah. work? Did yeah, it work? Am, I, am I connected to this show? And then you just totally interrupt the list or the, uh, the host, so... I don't think anybody's done that to us, though. No, no, but it's happened on other shows. I've seen, I've seen so. it happen on other shows, yeah. but... We, yeah. So. Anyway, so. hi! Hi. Thank you for the turtle thingy that you crocheted for our friend. It was very adorable, and they're going to enjoy the hell out of it. I'm waiting for the pictures. They took it home today, oh, yeah. so... It, it, it's really simple. It's basically, even though they're pentagons, it's basically a granny square pattern. And that was a pattern Grandma taught me on when I was eight. So I, I can do those things when I'm asleep, practically. I still... But I get that, that to you, it's like, oh, that's <laughs> so super easy, and I can do it in my sleep. And to me, I'm looking like, oh, my God, it's fucking magic. How does that work? <laughs> Oh, it, it's 
it's the magic of muscle memory because it sounds so difficult when you start doing it. It's like anything else. It's like the people who, the way they do the accounting and they can not look at a 10 key and know every single time when they're typing into a 10 key is yeah. perfect. It's, it's a lot like whacking it. After a few times, oh, you're just, you, you, know, you, you can do it with your eyes closed, <laughs> which in some cases you, you is do better. Have to have a certain, you do have to have a certain brain for it. Because there's like there's patterns mom can't do. Mm-hmm. Well, and, there's, and she's been taught. That's very true. Because with whacking it, you don't really have to have a brain. You just have to let nature take over and <laughs> stay out of the way of the spray. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for my nut. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I, I was I was working on that thing while watching the interview, so it took me actually longer than it normally would have because I kept watching so the interview. So it took twenty like, minutes ah. instead of ten. <laughs> Well, either way, it's, it was, it's super cute, and I'm really excited to see the pictures cool. of the baby with the. It, for those people not in the know, it it's a little crocheted thing that you put over a baby when they're like a newborn for their newborn newborn pictures that makes it look like a little baby turtle. Mm-hmm. It's very adorable. Yeah, it was really fun. I, I almost considered putting a tail on the end, but I thought like, it was like a green turd coming out, so I decided not to. <laughs> Fear good the green choice. turd. Good, yeah. good choice. So, so yeah. How much have you seen about this uh, Grant's past lady and the the kid that got segregated? And what 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 do you know versus what don't I've you seen know? A, I've seen a fair amount about it. Um, I you know the I've not really watched any interview with the parents in depth. I've seen brief interviews because when I first saw it on TV, it was when things were just breaking, like the news of mm-hmm. it, so to speak, was just breaking. Yeah, and I get and I've, I have been watching it since and been on it since and I've been looking at the uh, the school district's response and all of that and I don't personally I, I don't think it was right. I don't think that I think that the parents did not react properly and the grandparent who posted the post didn't necessarily react properly mm-hmm. but I can understand why they reacted that way because having been in a situation where you try multiple times to discuss with somebody, oh, this, you know, this, why this is happening, or we need to stop this because this is what's happening, mm-hmm. when I was being bullied, and having no response ever, other than it's not our problem, it's yours. Yeah. I, I kind of, I can definitely, I, I'm more on the I end of, you, you, you he can... shouldn't have been segregated in that manner. He could have been segregated, but I think it should have been done in a classroom. Yeah. Not, well, I'm going to sit you in the center of this activity and put a cardboard thing around you and make you the laughing stock of all the kids around you. Yeah, well, and, and it's one of those things that I I don't um I have to I have to kind of d- draw a delineation myself between the two scenarios because b- being bullied and having a school not doing anything about it versus um, parents chronically not able to get their kids to school on time. Um, I don't think he should have been punished at all for the parents' tra- um, transgressions, but that also brings into the problem of. Um, We've basically nutted our schools into the respect of we don't we don't give them any power whatsoever as far as keeping control of anything that goes on there. So it's one of those things that um, having been a volunteer at my kids' school and whatnot and seeing the way these kids treat the the, the teachers and the, and the responses they're allowed to give, I mean, it's no wonder that they kind of have shriveled up and said it's not our problem anymore. Not that that makes that response correct, but um, they they don't have any power. I mean, if you, if you so much as look cross-eyed at the kid, it's, oh, he, you know, he smacked me or, oh, he raped me or, oh, he hates me or whatever. And then you've got these, okay. all these allegation problems. But what got me about the thing is we, and we just actually watched one of the videos just a little bit ago is that, um, 
the excuse given is the kid is chronically late because their car is not reliable. So that's why the kid's always late. Um, and then... The, Although we don't have a definition for always. Yeah, we don't know what... There's no de- there's no definitive information as to what um, um, chronically. chronically late is. Is chronically late, you know, every day? Is it once a week? Is it once a month? Is it three times since school started? You know, everybody's got a different definition of, of the word chron- chronically, depending on um, how how uptight they are about certain things. But also what I've noticed, too, is that they also, when they, when this, that picture that was taken was when the mom figured out somehow through the magic of whatever that her kid was going to be punished that day, she took that picture of him at lunch. So if the car is so unreliable that she can't get him there on time in the first place, how in the fuck did she get back to the school to take the picture at lunchtime? Obviously, she's got enough effort and wherewithal to make sure she was on time for fucking lunch so she could get the little selfie of her kid to take this picture in the first place about, oh, look how you know, my poor innocent Johnny here is getting abused by the school and wah, wah, wah. It's like, well, if your fucking ass can get there on time to make sure you snap that picture, what's so hard about getting him to school early in the morning and making sure he's there on time? Okay, you know you've got an unreliable car, so fucking deal with it. If you've got to walk two miles, then you better get out there and give yourself enough time to walk the two miles. Does it blow chunks? Yes, but is that life? Uh-huh. And did you probably put yourself in that scenario? There's a good chance of it, you know? So I have little to no sympathy for the fact that um, they don't like what's, you know, that the school district is upset with the parents, but I definitely don't agree with the fact that the kid got nailed for it because what's not yeah. to say that the kid wants to be at school on time, but his parents are just complete fuck-ups and he has no control over that, you know? Well, yeah, and that, that's sort of my point because it's, is that the way the school approaches it is similar to the way they approach bullying. That is, well, it's, it's they always end up saying it's that child's fault. Whatever the child is that is not having done something to them, mm-hmm. that's why I'm drawing the parallels because they're saying, oh, well, yeah, but you should be here on time. And unless a child has a license to drive or the ability to board a school bus on their own without their parents there, which I don't even think is a possibility anymore, um, I know well, that you can't six. be drunk. You know, I mean, and then it's 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 one of those things that it's, for me it's that they it's rather than dealing with the parents and telling the parents that they need to shape up and they need to figure it out, otherwise something else is going to be happening. Include and then they, they could even go so far as to bring in, uh, like truancy type thing because mm-hmm. of that, you know, and truancy laws. But the fact that they're doing that to the kid. If it has to do with that he needs to be um, what their school policy is, is that he needs to make up for lost time in the classroom. But him sitting segregated in a, in a big cafeteria with a cardboard thing up is not giving him extra time to make up for time in the classroom. It's making him sit there and wonder, is this my fault? And it, it's just it's the same thing with bullying. It's the thing of, well, you just need to be better about how you're around them. Yeah. Well, you just have to control what you're saying. And that's where I have the problem with the whole thing is, they, school districts will not ever take responsibility for their own shit, and it's always, well, you know, we'll, we'll review our policies, we'll review what we're doing, this is what our policy states, rather than flat out saying what they should in a legal ma- manner. They could just consult a lawyer and find a way to say, we messed up and we're rectifying it, but they never will, and they never do. It's very... But not never, but they very rarely ever do that, and it's one of the many reasons like why I'm not currently comfortable with getting my kids enrolled into school because those things come up, and they don't want to have to say that oh yeah we messed up, and it's 
it's this is just a very small scale version of, you know, on the larger scale, a kid committing suicide because he was bullied relentlessly and the staff knew about it and did nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just a very much smaller scale version of that. The parents are obviously, you know, there's obviously something going on if the kid is always late that can't be good and that's the parent's fault. And so the parents should be made to deal with that. Like when, and, and, and again, that's where I, again, I, I draw issues with that because it's like when they had, when the school I went to had problems with, you know, why aren't you in school very often when I was sick all the time, and combining it with me talking about being bullied all the time, they do that as, oh, well, your parents must be abusing you. Yeah. No. I, and so, and so, like, right, and so because of that, rather than trying to talk to the parents about it or pull me out of the situation if they honest to God thought I was being abused, they start talking to me and asking, well, what's going on? Well, why is this happening? As though, again, and so it's my fault. And it's not necessarily their intention, but they're not going about it the right way, I don't think. No, and I, I fully I fully agree with you as far as the fact that they don't handle it. But then, then to play devil's advocate, though, too, the, the school is powerless when it comes to the force and the parents because, yeah, there's truancy laws, et cetera, et cetera. There's these things that exist, but they have, to, they have to actually be enforced for them to be effective. And that's the problem we're coming into right now is that we've become such a sue-happy society. People are so scared to do anything to piss off the other thing, everybody else. And I'm all for one for making sure that we're accepting of other people, that we don't like hate, you know, we don't discriminate against gays or we don't discriminate against, you know, um, other races, so on and so forth. But that has also caused us as a society to become so far the other direction as far as politically correct goes that you don't dare question anybody on anything they do because they've got the reasons or whatever or because they're, you're going you're gonna to be held legally responsible for discriminating against them. Um, that yeah. they, The school is actually, literally, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. They can't really do anything about it um, because if they try to, it's going to be a discrimination type thing or it's going to be it's gonna be a, a, a problem that way. Or the parents just aren't going to give a fuck and are going to tell them to fuck off and it's going to be the way that it is. So it's... You know, it's it's and that's a, where they need to change something. Yeah, yeah, it's a systemic. I'm going to relate it back to bullying. Is that in, in that I watched a documentary called Bully. Yeah, and yeah. It was it was an awful awful thing to watch. I was actually okay until one part of the documentary. Mm-hmm. But um, poor Eric had to come home and he's not bubble crying on that one. But they had this part where they're saying that they need to start finding parents for when their kids are having these transgressions, and I agree that. It's, it's, you know, the kids are underage, and the kids should not be held as responsible for things that are out of their control, and they should be held responsible for their own thing when it comes to bullying, but parents should be held responsible, too. And there needs, they need, there's something, there needs to be a change that needs to be made to make it to where the school can say, if you're late again, we're finding you this amount, yeah. or what have you, because it, 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 it should be in place because teachers are only paid to work from school time to school end. That yeah. is it. They, you know, and so you see those teachers who are there after hours, they're not getting paid for that time. And that, that, you know, and because of that, you know, that's part of why they can be, some of them can be so meh about their job after a while. Mm-hmm. But that's where I run into the problem. That's my, my, my whole problem with that is that, yeah, I get, you know, the society is, is the way it is, but if that's, the case, then they need to change how they react to it and take legal recourse where when you sign up at the beginning of the year, understand these are our policies and procedures. This is their policy with bullying. This is our policy with attendance. This is our policy with this. And unless you have a valid 
doctor's excuse as to why your child isn't in school unless you have a valid excuse truly valid excuse, like I had to take my child to a dentist appointment as to why they're late for school. Yeah. If you have a valid you know, valid reason for those things, you know, then you're excused. Otherwise, this may happen, times that it happens, you're getting fined. Yeah. And that I think that would be the smartest way to go about it. And then where would the money go? Why would it go into rebuilding the school or <laughs> making well, their lunches less shitty or what have you? That's making the assumption that the money, that, that you've got people that aren't pilfering off the uh, district like what happened with Reynolds. Or that you don't have mismanagement, you know. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a top it's a top yeah, level it's, it's down a problem. Fuck. Yeah, the whole thing. That's a clusterfuck, and that's why I that's like I said, that's why I I personally will not be putting my own children into school anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's just everything that's going on this year. I mean, even especially now, like kindergarten this year, because Micah, Micah was born after the deadline, so he's going to be going. You know, technically would be going to kindergarten this next school year yeah. and they're going to make it full day and it's like how do you expect children that young to do an entire day in the classroom because well, he has a hard time sitting still for a 20 minute yeah. thing and I don't have a problem with it necessarily but that's just that and a whole myriad of other reasons why yeah. not for my kids I'm, I, I'm not everybody has that option but I personally do have that option and because of that mine are staying home and I'm educating them and I'm getting them socialized in other controlled manners well, and I and I fully respect and appreciate that because I mean, but one of the things that you're doing is something that a lot of parents need to do is that you are looking at the situation and you're looking at it from the standpoint of what's best for your child. And for our example, half day kindergarten is not enough for Temperance. She wants more. She wants yeah. to be there longer. She wants to learn more. She's eager to be there longer. Um, but they're not they're not implementing full day kindergarten until next year. So for her, it's actually something that would be a very beneficial thing. And so luckily, she's getting more of that um, when here and there at daycare and whatnot um but you know for her it's one of those things that she she's like well, i don't get you know, i want to be at school longer i want to be this i want to be that and and so um we'll have to see how it goes with trent because when trent gets into there he's going to have the full day kindergarten option and it might not work out as well for him but that's that's you being an actively involved parent and that's that's part yeah. of the thing that not a lot of these places see anymore is it they're not used to it, the norm has become, and I actually saw a pretty good image about it where it showed like, you know, um, it was like the first, it was a comic and it was uh, the first cell of the comic was like, it said like 1956 and the second cell of the comics, like, or no, it said 1955 and the second one said 2015 and the first cell that showed the kid that had, um, the, like the kid, the kid had a report card that had all S on it and the teacher and the parents were all screaming and pointing the finger at the kid and yelling at him like, you know, what the hell's your problem? Why aren't you doing better kind of thing? And then in 2015, mm-hmm. it showed that same kid holding report card with the parents standing behind the kid yelling and screaming at a frazzled teacher about how how could you fail our kids how is it you can't get him to get a's etc etc and so that's it's we've gone from the society of being too too um condescending and too hard on our children to not being hard enough and they're and, and it's the same thing we go with politics. No one's shooting down the middle here and finding that middle ground where you've got to look at your children and do what's best for them and figure out what's best yeah. for them and, and then apply that and then actually actively follow through with it. You know, yeah. Ezra, we just have, we've been having a lot of um, behavioral issues with him lately. He's just been a little piss, piss ant, you know, just a little fuck off. And I threw yeah. one of his Christmas presents was a three month subscription to a service called loot crate where every month they send him a box full of geeky, geeky little items that are like comic book related or, or, or sci-fi related or whatever. It's just, it's something that's right up his alley as far as his interests go. But I told him when he got him, I said, you continuing to 
keep the subscription is solely dependent upon your behavior, your school behavior, and how you do your chores. And if you don't aren't, aren't good enough for them, we are going to take away one of your loot crates. Or we'll take them all away, or we won't take any of them away. The only person that can determine that is you. But it's going to be your behavior, your attitude, and the, the, the actions in the courses you choose to take that's going to dictate how that happens. And he got the first one in January, and then this like the last what two and a half weeks or so, Jody. He's just been a real, it's a huge clusterfuck. He he's just decided that I I don't know and I forgot are the perfect answers to every all his question. problems. Yeah, any question you ask, like, um, buddy, why didn't you do the rest of your chores? I don't know. Well, that you didn't put the clean dishes away like you're supposed to. Well, I forgot. And it's it's nonchalant, just like that. There's no there's no remorse. There's no I'm sorry. There's no let me go take care of that right now. I'm, my, my apologies. If he was making it like if he if he said like I forgot, but I'm gonna fucking take care of it right now, and he ran in there and did it, no big deal. But he'll go I forgot, and then he'll turn around and go back to doing what he's doing, or and then get upset with you when you call him out on it. So I. <clears throat> I came down on finally the night and I just went off on him and I said, you know, I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm so disappointed in you that I can't even begin to put it into words. And, and here's the deal. You're grounded from this and I'm taking your loot crate. And he got, did that thing where he balled up his little fist and got super angry. It was like, he kind of scowled at me and made like the, the grimace face and had his teeth, his jaw all clenched. And I'm like, you're pissed uh-huh. off right now, aren't you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why? He's like, cause you grounded me and you took away my loot crate. And I'm like, and that's exactly what's wrong with your perception of the world. It's not that I grounded you and that I took away your loot crate because I didn't do those things. I mean, I did, but I didn't. I, 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 I am the person that's actually enforcing the rule. But what caused this situation to happen was you didn't do your chores and you mouthed off and you didn't start your homework project that you've had for three weeks until three days before it was due. So you chose to get grounded and you chose to get it taken away because you knew the consequences of your actions if you chose to continue those actions. And I had to follow through and and enforce those consequences. And it, I'm, I still feel bad about it. Today the loot crate came in and I'm looking at this and I'm I'm, I'm feeling like this big, like I'm, I'm, I'm second guessing myself like am I this big giant dickhead that's being too hard on my child but then I'm like, you know what? I've I've been I've been questioning myself on that for quite some time now, and I'm starting to kind of reap what I was sowing about going easy on him in certain areas. Um, so yeah. I, I'm locking him back up a little bit. But then at the same time, when I'm doing this, every time I give him one of those lectures or I'm yelling at him, all it flashes back internally in my head is that damn scene from '70s show where Eric and Red Foreman are going back and forth, and that's it, fun time's over. And Eric's like, "Where the fuck was I for fun time?" You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's because I, I, the way he makes me feel, it makes me feel like I'm some big giant asshole. It's just this, you know. This is what happened earlier yeah. today. He comes in. You guys had this big, long, drawn out conversation on Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh, about how basically he was just letting everything slide. He was doing the absolute barest minimum to not get noticed. Yeah. And so they have a long, drawn out conversation. Ezra says he's going to do better. Justin says he's going to, you know. Go, expect better. Expect better, but also, you know, respect the fact that Ezra gets very emotional when when he gets called out on stuff. So Justin's like, I'll be more tactful when we need to talk and et cetera. But today, I happened to be here when he got home from school. He did his chores. He did all that stuff, you know, and then went about his business. And I noticed him going about his business. And I said, hey, Ez. I noticed there's some things that you forgot to do with your chores and I want you to just go in and analyze what 
what things you may have missed that way when dad gets home you know it won't it won't look like you forgot i'm i kind of gave him like a little you know here's your friendly reminder yeah she she pulled a typical mom thing hey look do you really want the bear to come down and scratch you again or do you want to chill out and get this done so yeah and i and i specifically pointed out the recycling that he hadn't taken i said oh there's a whole bunch of recycling by the garbage can that needs to go out to the can I also said, and you might want to have a look around the kitchen. So he goes, I'm wor- I'm working. I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. So I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. He gets done with what he's got to do. He leaves. So I go into the kitchen to start making dinner. And I realize he didn't do anything. Mm. He So there's, I mean, he's 10. He's almost 11. He's got a good head on his shoulders he knows what he's supposed to do i don't expect anything of him that i don't think is uh doable um but he had not put away the clean dishes he had not put away any of the like there was a whole bunch of stuff that had not been done Mm. and i was like ezra (laughs) (laughs) you might want to get down here and uh I, I, I'm like, hey, I thought we talked about this. And I, I've got to tell you, man, I was going to tell dad to ease up on the loot crate thing, but I don't think I should anymore. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I was going to, I was going to at least see if I could get, win you back some of your stuff, talking to dad and telling him you've been doing a good job and stuff. But I don't think I can do that. He's like, well, what do you mean? I did everything. I did everything, you know? And I'm like, look around. He had, and you know, I'm not going to get into every minute detail, but there was a lot of stuff that had not been done. Mm-hmm. And I brought up one specific thing, like how come this pan is is not you used it to make your eggs this morning, and it's still sitting there, and it's still dirty, and you you know you kind of made a mess making your eggs, and it's all still sitting there, and and he's just like, but I, well, I forgot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but. How did you forget when I reminded you to go in and do another sweep? Like, to go in and say, look at the kitchen and say, okay, is there anything I missed? And you still forgot. But he just consistently still forgets. And I got the, well, why are you being so mean to me? Mm-hmm. And this was just for for upholding the punishment he had already got. Mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a bad person. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even a new punishment. It was the same punishment, just not forgiven. Yeah. And see, so in, in most, in a lot of situations, I've seen a lot of parents, or in, in, I've seen a lot of parents in this situation where they finally cave and they're like, oh, okay, and, and they'll give in to the kid and then give them the kid what they want. And then that just continues to perpetuate that cycle and cause that issue, which is what I think is happening with this particular, obviously the, the grandma is a, is a pretty, you know, oh, you know, don't, don't be too hard on the kid. It's not his fault kind of thing. So her, I think that I'm thinking, but what I notice a lot happening is that you get these parents who were easy on their kids, their kids go out and have kids, aren't taking care of them, and then the grandparents, in a way, feel, like, responsible for the fact that their kids are complete fuck-ups, and now they're fucking up another kid's life, so they're trying to make up for it by helping raise that, that other kid, but then they're swinging the pendulum so far the other direction that they're not really doing any good because now they're enabling a the, the kids that their kids to continue to continue being fuck ups and then they're also overcompensating for the grandkids because they're oh you know your mom really fucking sucks so here here's a new pair of nikes or here here's this 
Um, well, reading all these comments and stuff, it looks like they're getting a new car. Yeah, they're getting a new car because it's unreliable, and and which I I get people. No, people are be, giving them a new. Car. I know, and <laughs> I and I get people want to be generous and whatnot. Um, but that does that's not. I mean, but. I don't know. It's one but, of those things that that I remember with mom and dad and with them both working jobs and working varied schedules and everything else and all the stuff that they did, my ass still got to school on time every day, whether it was via them taking me or me expected to go out and hit a bus at a certain time, and my ass was in trouble if I didn't get to that school on time, especially if it was my responsibility to get myself there. Um so you know, it's it's one of those things that you know, it, our, our you can attest to the fact that like as you as you've said on previous episodes, we grew up very broke and very very poor in at certain times of our life, and we had to really tighten up the belts, and the parents were working funky hours because of it, but we were always taken care of. We never went yeah. hungry. We were made to help hold our responsibilities. We went to school on time. We were, you know, our parents made sure that they kept us in line. Sometimes they went a little overboard the other direction on certain things. Um, you know, it, so on, you know, no one's perfect, basically. But they did a pretty goddamn good job of making sure that we weren't just complete mooches in life. And there's, and, and that's not happening anymore. People just seem to think that the world owes them a handout. And if the world's not giving them a handout, then something's wrong. And then something like this happens where let's get a little more information into the situation is what's going on. And somebody's idea of fixing it is, well, I'm just going to give them a new car. I mean, that's nice. You want to be generous and all that. But are are you really being generous because you feel bad that this kid keeps getting sent late to school and is is not on time? Or do you feel bad because this is going to get your car dealership some wicked fucking press and you're hoping to get a few extra car sales out of this deal by, hey, look how generous and awesome we are. Give us the love. You know, it, it's it, our society has become such a look at me society. Look what I'm doing. Oh, I'm donating all this cash. Oh, look, I'm going to write this awesome tip and take a picture of it and put it up on social media about how cool I am with this tip. Or, hey, look, I'm doing this. And it's always about this gratification thing. How can, you know, I be gratified for what I'm doing? And it's like, that's not how this works. But going back to the original post that, that the grandma posted, to me, it just, fe- it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like it's, hey, this happened and and I feel like people should know about it. Yeah. It feels more like. Pity me, pity me, boo hoo hoo. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, could be but... totally off. I mean, I don't know these people. I don't. But it just it just doesn't feel quite and right. And it could be the media. It could blowing be. Things and, out but too. ultimately, for me, I feel better for the kid in this because it, it's it's a piss poor deal no matter which way you look at it for him. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to go one of a couple of ways. Um, or I should say that it's, it's currently set up in one of a couple of ways. He's got shitbag parents who aren't helping him out, who aren't getting to school on time. Um and they're not doing him any favors. Or he's got parents who are actually trying, the schedule sucks, and the school's just not working with them. Um, but then again, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy sympathy there but based off of what we went through when we grew up and how our parents still got us to school on time. Um, mm-hmm. Or it could be that the grandma is, you know, uh, is, is truly feeling bad and is, thinks this is the best way to help out. And as we know from our extended family when they've tried to step in before... Um, the the as, as the, the phrase goes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's not always the best thing to do. Um, or 
you know, you've got, I mean, there's just it's all these scenarios that are playing out where all these different things are going on, and I totally lost my train of thought. So, Jody, pick back up, or somebody, because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to say there. Well, no. <laughs> well for, for me, for me, it's a thing of, regardless of the parents' intentions, and regardless of everything else, right. school, my problem is with the school, and schools always approach yep. everything yep. Yep. that, you know, that's actually, you, you, it's, it's, it is, Schools approach everything that on the, on the lowest expectation, yeah. and they shouldn't be approaching everything on the lowest expectation. If they set a standard, parents who are shitty and won't be able to get their kids to school on time will either go broke trying or take their kids to a different school. Yeah. Parents who are decent and are you just you, you, your average parent that tries to an extent will get to their kids to school on time and might get you know fine or what have you once in a while. And it's the same thing with uh, and. It's, yeah, you know, I can I can extend it out to the way they um, teach curriculum in schools. Curriculum in every class I was ever taught in was taught to the lowest able-minded person in the class. Mm-hmm. It was the lowest expectation. And rather than saying to me, "Well, you know what? You're on the highest end here, and you could actually be in the seventh grade," which I was told when I was in the sixth grade. Rather than advancing me to that one class into the next grade level because they taught at such a low level, they're like, well, do you want to stay here for talented and gifted? And it's like, no, I don't want to stay here an extra hour and a half because you're not willing to switch me classes. And if they would, they, schools, if they're going to operate on the idea, which is based in truth, that most parents don't necessarily care the way they used to, most parents don't approach things the way they used to, and if they made a higher code of conduct, especially being a public school, they have the right because anybody who lives anywhere, regardless of whether they pay rent or whether they pay a mortgage, in some way, shape, or form are paying property taxes, which are then paying for the school. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they are in some way actively participating in funding that school. So because of that right there, it may not be a private school, but they are you know, they are funded into that school. And because of that, then they should be treated as such that we expect these things of you because you are paying for us to educate your child, we expect these things of you, and they need the schools should raise the bar more. If they need to give whatever they need to do to do it, I'm not thinking that it's going to be happening anytime soon or at all. But I I just personally think that schools need to run off the idea that parents don't care anymore, and because of that, they should pick up the slack in that they should raise the bar and what they're expecting of your behavior when you're here. It's no different than, than like, Micah's Taekwondo school. I mean, it's a little, like, Micah's Taekwondo school, for example. They expect him to have a certain behavior. They also want to know how he's doing at home, but they know they can't control it. They just say, do your best to work on how your behavior is at home. But when they're in that school, they are made to understand you will have respect. You will have, you will show respect to others. You will listen. And if you don't, you will either, A, sit on the sidelines until you can calm down and come and participate, or, B, you may leave class. And it, may, it doesn't have to go that far in a public school setting just because of certain laws that are already in place, but they need to ha- they need to operate on the end of because we're sure a lot of people don't necessarily care anymore and because people don't rely in the right way on school the way they used to because public school used to be a great thing and now it's just become a, a, a daycare, they should have more rules because even daycares have stringent rules that if your child acts a certain way, if you're late, you know, we're not going to give you a discount. If you're late picking them up, you're going to be charged, that sort of thing. So if they can twist it and apply it to their daily routines, it's not going to be a thing if somebody can come up and say, well, this poor child has been like, no, 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 you've been fine. 
you've been told, there's documentation, it is there. So no, there is no, he, you know, they said, they said crap going on because it's there. The documentation is there. What's going on is already there. And it won't solve everything, but I think it would be a much better way to approach it than saying, well, you know, let's just blame the kid who is the victim in all this, basically. Not that he, it's really a victim-type crime, but nonetheless, that he's, he's the one who has no control over it, and he's the only one they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to go back, to, to swing back around there real quick, I remember where I was going with it, that, that through all those scenarios that I laid out previously, the end, the end goal for all those things that's going to happen to the kid is he's going to get ostracized more because oh yeah. look your parents are poor and they don't have a good car or or look you know you guys got a free handout and a free car blah blah, blah and he's going to get picked on and teased more so no matter what the end goal for this poor guy is not going to be very well um to go to your topic about um taking him to a different school currently that would have to take a complete and total not that i disagree or, or i'm not i'm not playing agree or disagree here i'm just saying that would take a complete restructuring of what how things go because schools are funded based on the number of pupils they have and they get so much money per head. Um, mm-hmm. And so if that's why it's so hard to do an out of district transfer, um, we, we went through that ourselves when we were trying to get Ezra swapped around on a few things. Um, they don't, they don't want to let those, even the shitty ones, they don't want to let them go because they let them go. They lose that funding. They lose that money. And then they, they have problems, you know, w- with fulfilling their coffers and doing what they need to do there. Um, so, I mean, I, I get, I, I fully get what you're saying. There's something that needs to change there as far as making it so either you do this or you do that. But on the flip side of it, Park Rose, for example, they had a um, an alternative high school that was ran within the high school. Um, because part of what the problem I have, though, too, is that an emphasis is, is put on – there's too much of an emphasis put on the curriculum and, and – w- I, I think there should be a code of conduct as far as you, you will behave these ways, you'll do these things as far as your behavior goes. But I know for a fact that from what I grew up with, there was a, a huge emphasis on, you know, certain things that just didn't make a whole lot of sense and that, you know, like it's it's made, laid out to be the end-all be-all is whether or not you pass these classes or you get straight A's in these classes. And if you don't do those things, then you're less of a person. But there are those people... Um, myself included, that in certain areas of, of of your mental capacity, you don't have the desire, the wherewithal, or or whatever to fulfill those things. Like you take a very artistic person, um, somebody who is, and I'm and I'm not saying somebody who's like you know not not like you who's you, you're well versed in all things. I mean like a truly per, a person who is just everything about them is they're very very creative. They they have this outlet. They do these very artsy fartsy things. They are statistically have a hell of a time in school because the way that the traditional school system is set up doesn't work for their brains. It doesn't allow them to flourish in the way they need to. Does that mean that they're a dumb person? By no means. Does that mean that they're that that, that, that anything's wrong with them? Not at all. It means that the the current traditional setup we have has failed them the same thing goes and it needs to change and it needs to change exactly and then but it also goes the other direction too that it also it because it puts that emphasis on all this stuff that if you can play the system if you can scheme it if you can do the book smart stuff if you can recite certain things and answer a teacher's questions the way you want to you can get the good grades but you still come out of that school without a lick of real world knowledge and knowing exactly what you need to do to get along with life. Um, that math class that I took where I took the accelerated math class after my teacher couldn't teach me how to do a simple algebra problem 
And then she came afterwards and said, you know, you're going to fail this class because you're not doing you know, your, your part. And I'm like, well, actually, it's the other way around. You're not doing your part. I've asked you to help me on this. And you keep telling me to read the fucking book and to do the, to do the problem. And I've tried reading the fucking book and it doesn't fucking make sense to me. So I need somebody who's done this before and who understands it to clarify this one concept right here. And you're either not able, not capable, or not willing to do so. So I have chosen a different path. And then I went into that different path against the advice of my guidance counselor, against the advice of the teacher, et cetera, et cetera. I went to this class, got a teacher who actually gave a flying fuck about his students and who was willing to put the time in. And then, bam, I I grabbed that. I, I grasped that concept. Then I ran with it. I hit the next roadblock. I asked him another question. Boom. He cleared it up. And I cleared that class in a full year's class and a half year's class and finished two months early. But we need, that's the other problem is we need more people like that to be teachers. We need people who actually care. And I don't believe this whole, um, that there's a whole lot of them that are jaded anymore. There's, there's a lot of them that are just there to get a paycheck, just like anybody else is at any other job. Um, but because of that, when you get that type of a personality, that type of a person into that kind of a job, that starts to, 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 you know, cause this windmill. Um, I'll take an example of Ezra's previous school district, you know, two moves ago, whatever, who went on strike. And, you know, the, the whole thing about the, the, well, our contract's been up for two and a half years or however long it was and this and that. They're not, they're, they're not being fair to us, yada, yada, yada. They were all about the grievances that the teachers union brought up were all 100% valid grievances. They were all very valid problems to have. But the point where they lost all validity with me was when they let that contract lapse for two years. I don't care what position you're in, what you're doing. If you've got a contract in place that says that it expires at this time and you, you want, you're, you don't longer want to work past that expiration date because your, your demands or your needs or whatever aren't being met. But then you go two years past that point. You've no longer, you're no longer at the position now where my demands aren't being met. You're just at this point, you're, you're bitching and whining and moaning because you should have cut it off at that, at that at that mark right when it expired. And there were some teachers that probably wanted to not do that because they didn't want to disappoint or you know let the kids down. But then <clears throat> to sit there and strike within three weeks of the school year ending to possibly cause an entire senior class to have to come back the following year and do the school year over again, which postpones that person's life by one full year and sets their goals back was not the correct way to handle it. So you get these situations where the entire system, as you said, needs to be restructured, but you can't just restructure this one part of it. You can't restructure just the way that that schools respond or just the way that this, it needs to be a top, you know, the way I see it is we need, we need to gut the entire educational system in America and start from scratch because much like everything else we've done around this country, we've patched on, we've added on, we've tacked on this, we've created a law for that, we've done an addendum for this, we've added a patch here, we, and we get into this so much legal ease that nothing can get done. Our political system's yeah. in the same same limbo. You can't, if you want to have a quote-unquote career in politics, you can't make a move that's too radical one way or the other because your your backers will no longer fund you. But then again, therein lies the problem is that you should never have a career in politics in the first place. It should not be something that you set out as a lifelong goal. And perhaps that's what we need to do with teachers. Instead of saying, hey, look, you're going to be a teacher for the rest of your life. No, you know what? We got your prime years from the years of 25 to 35 or 40. Those 10 to 15 years are the years we want you to be a teacher. But only those 10 to 15 years past that, you got to find another fucking career. Because we we need to keep getting fresh talent and fresh people in because... 
society changes, the world's changing, the younger generation does things differently. And at a certain point, no matter how young and hip we think we are, we're no longer young and hip. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get this at well, work. I'm, but I, I know the other end of that specific situation. I know the other end of it personally. And, um, uh, you know, through, I'm not going to mention her name, but no, through, yeah. you know who. Yeah. And what I can say about that end is that, is that on the other, again, another flip side of the coin, that they have been trying, and she had witnessed them trying. She was not a teacher at that point, but she had witnessed them trying for so long, the teachers saying, we need to restructure this, and the school district got flat out saying no. Yep. And they can't strike until the union says they're allowed to. Yep, no, and I... I and, because, and they can't they can't walk off the job unless the union says it's okay. Yep. And, it's, and, and so there were times where, you know, they, they wanted to and they were trying to get it done, and so when it came down to it, it wasn't the teacher's choice, but the choice, it was either, you're either going to strike now because we're choosing this time to strike the union, not the teachers. Yep. Or you're losing your job. Yep. And 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 so these teachers, you know, they they were, they had basically their hands tied because they didn't know. There was a lot of them that were really good teachers that um, Eric had had personally, and they had to make a choice. And some of them did end up just leaving. But a lot of them were like, no, I don't, I don't have to leave just because you guys are approaching this in a crappy manner, just because my union is approaching, approaching this in a crappy manner. And it, it, that was the pissy and shitty thing about that is so many people were saying, well, these teachers are making this and pe- these teachers are making that, and well, they weren't. No, there, see, so many people are saying that they're making this insane yeah. amount of money, and they weren't because there are people on the payroll who might be listed as a teacher, but they're actually in the... Um, the school board and that's all they do is they're on the school board yeah. and because of that they're at this higher pay thing yep. and so that information leaked to the media and, and that and that problem was just right there is people on the school board make that much more and they shouldn't oh yeah yeah and they should they, they shouldn't and, they, and then there would be a thing of yeah like, like the idea of bringing in fresh new talent is a good thing but then they also think because they're bringing in fresh young talent that it gives them the right to pay them a whole lot less, mm-hmm. and see, and then and then and then the older teachers can get paid a whole lot more. Yep. And there's a certain amount of experience that I think should merit a certain amount of salary. If you have these certain degrees, yes, yep. you should get this salary. But it shouldn't necessarily be a thing of just because you've been here so long, you did, you get to have this much money. And then when we're done with you, because you're not flying right and straight which she witnessed somebody have, have this happen to them, well, then you're just going to be replaced with two people who can take your place mm. at half your pay yep. each. But see, and, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that, that, then you, you dive into an entirely different topic of a, of a, another mm. systemic problem that we have here in the United States that um, it's no longer acceptable to pay somebody a living wage. Um, you know, it's no longer acceptable to, or it's never been acceptable really to pay somebody a living wage as far as everything is for the bottom line. Everything's for profit and to make money. Um, but, and so I, I understood, I, I was never pissed off about the uh, pay thing. I never believed any of the pay bullshit because I know, I know the same person, you know, personally, as well as other teachers. So I know what they actually make. My situation was, is that somebody at some point in that situation needs to grow a fucking set and stand up because if, if they truly believe and they truly are there for the kids, then they'll grow a pair and they'll do what they need to do. Just like if I, at my job, if I'm, 
if if I think something is going dutifully wrong and I think it's because of a, an egregious error made by my company or by the customer or whatever, whether or not it's going to get my ass in a sling, I'm going to stand up and say, no, look, here's the problem as I see it. Here's what needs to be done. Here's what I think needs to happen. Boom, 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 boom. And if I lose my job, you know what? That fucking sucks, but so be it. I'll find another one. It, it'll, it'll put me in a, it's going to put me in a bad position, but um, it's also, I, I have to be able to sleep at night. So in the situation of that district striking, they had three weeks, three weeks until the end of that school year. Fuck the union. Fuck the school district. We're going to finish out these three weeks. So at the very least, these kids don't get fucked over in the process. And then when those three weeks are up, boom, gloves are going to come off and we're going to put down some, you know, some serious fucking issues here. But then that you dive into that whole situation of the union got involved was, was way, you know, slapping their dick around. There's the problem with the unions. They've become too powerful, but you can't take them away because if you take the unions away, you get the Walmarts of the world that fuck over the employees that aren't wanting to take care of anybody. And they're saying, you know what? Yes, under the the Affordable Health Care Act, if you're a full-time employee, we have to provide you insurance. So guess what? Boom. You're no longer a full-time employee. Suck it, bitches. You know, and that's what they do through all this shit. And it's it's... It, it, so it's not just a systemic problem as far as the schools or anything else go. It's a societal problem that we need to all figure out that, A, first off, if you take care of the society as a whole, if that means a little bit of socialized medicine, if that means a little bit of socialized this, which I know socialized, oh, my God, it's a bad word if you're talking to one of those Republicans who are conservative because, oh, that's fucking communist, blah, 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 wham. Um that, you know, if, if that as a whole helps the society out as a whole, then the society together can progress forward. But when you continue to throw darts from either side of the standpoint and say, no, you know what? If you don't pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just do, 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 then you're never going to succeed in life and we're not going to fucking help you. Well, you know what? I've pulled myself up from the bootstraps from the day that I started working and I still got fucked over by my ex-wife. I still got fucked over in the divorce on a lot of issues and in a lot of ways I didn't, but I'm still crawling out of the um, financial situation that that put me into, but I'm not sitting here and going, you know, why poor me, somebody give me money so I can get out of this. Why poor me, please somebody help rescue me. There are those people that have helped me and they've helped my wife and my family and I've been internally and will forever be in their debt because I can't, there's no way for me to, even if I monetarily repay them, there's no way for me to repay them for having the generosity and, their, and the kindness of their hearts to help me out in the ways that they did, yourself included. Um, but you know, so, but that's, that, that's people looking out for each other and taking care of each yeah. other. And one person gets kicked and hits the floor <coughs> instead of continuing to kick them and stomp on them. Let's pick them up, dust them off. Hey, can we help you out? Oh, you know what? That is a problem. Let's fix this. Or you know what? No, you are the problem. You need to fix this, but nobody wants to do that. We all want to fend for ourselves. And then we wonder why we continue to fuck each other over. Yeah. So it's just, it's like the, the answer is pretty fucking clear. You know, it's, you guys don't want to, no one wants to, you know, no one wants to take responsibility for this or hold on to this. But then the few times that somebody does want to take responsibility for it, oh, well, now you're expecting them to do too much. And my little sugar cake flower is just that they're their own little sunbeam and they can't, they just can't be that way, which is true. Every child is different. Um, but at the same time, you can't hold them to a completely different standard than everybody else. There's got to be some base level shit. I mean, 
I am definitely not going to dive into this topic right now because it's going to open up a whole other can of worms. But this whole vax ver- vaxers versus anti-vaxxers thing that's going on right now, the people that are vaccination-friendly and those who are not vaccination-friendly, both sides have very valid fucking points. And both sides are handling the situation, handling the situation very fucking poorly because you've got <clears throat> the vaccination people that are just yelling, science, 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 you know, because science is this, because we know all this to be a science, you guys are idiots for not wanting to vaccinate your kids. And you got the people in the vaccine nation side they're like jenny mccarthy jenny mccarthy jenny mccarthy and and and, and uh, autism and autistic and blah blah blah, blah. and it's like and, and so those are the loudest of both sides so the other ones that have common sense on each side aren't being heard and so this whole situation is drawing this huge division and i'm yeah. starting to come to this point where i think in america we're never going to be happy unless we're at war with somebody someone or something whether it's at our, with ourselves with our chill, with our with our you know teachers because they're not doing our kids right or with or with whatever, if we're not battling something, we're never happy as a society. I mean, shit, we've got the president right now who says who was elected on. I'm going to shut down the war. I'm going to end this. I'm going to end that. What's he getting ready to do? Fire up another fucking war. Good job, Democrats. However, go back before that. You've got J- J- good old J- you know, George W. Bush. No child left behind. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So we're going to set all these standards to the lowest common denom- denominator. So even, you know, the dumbest of the dumb or, or the people who aren't willing to apply themselves can still make it through. And then we wonder why we're turning out a society full of fucking morons. Well, mm-hmm. look at this logically, but no, you've got the people that are blinded on either side and all they want to do is point fingers, but nobody wants to lift a goddamn finger to actually do some fucking work to take care of the issue and to actually get in there and dig into it and figure this out and go, okay, you know what? This is going to blow fucking chunks, but here's what we got to do. We're going to piss off this little delicate flower. We're going to do this here and it's going to make this person angry. And it's going to make this person angry, but we all need to do this in order to fix this problem. But nope, we don't want to upset anybody. So you keep sending your kid to school late and we'll just figure out a way to deal with it. And then somebody gets a bright idea. Well, we'll deal with it by punishing the child. And then somebody else goes, and they all freak out. I'm bored. (laughs) No, I'm seriously, I'm really bored. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't like it when I get on these rants. So (laughs) (laughs) you lost me. I've been like, white and gold or is it blue and black? (laughs) Oh, see that. And that's the other problem we have in America right now too, is that currently the biggest issue we're trying to figure out as a society is, is that fucking dress white or gold, or is it black and blue? And then, if it is black and blue, how in the fuck can your stupid ass see it as being black and blue when it's tr- truly white and gold? Or if it is Actually, white and gold, I think it's proven the other it, thing. It's truly black and blue. But I seriously see white and gold. But and just, I, everybody's like, if you look at it white. long enough, I'm like, I've been looking at it all fucking day. It's still but, white. But but that's my point. Is what does that? It doesn't matter. But I do find it interesting. No, it is interesting, but that's that's that that goes back to the if we spent a fraction <laughs> of the time to like get our schools better and to, you know, take care of our kids and 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 as we do is to try to figure out whether the goddamn dress is white or gold <laughs> or blue and black, we wouldn't have problems as a society. So yeah. You know, it's there's that. Yes, but then you're gonna let Skynet rise. You know what? I, for one, will bow down to our robot overlords because at least at that point in time, there'll be some logic in the whole situation. So, so no, because Skynet doesn't want to have you bow down. They want to kill you. You know what? That almost sometimes <laughs> seems like a better option because we're a fucked race as it is anyway. So, <laughs> so Joy, when you look at the dress, is it is it black and blue? If I look at it, I'm going to take part in this. When I looked at it at first, it looked white and gold. 
And then I started seeing, like, all this crap about it. I'm like, well, why should it matter what this, what this dress is? Because I, 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 I this, stumbled upon this dress is its accident. own delicate flower. Why, why, why should it matter what color it is? We should just accept it because it's a dress. <laughs> I just, I just, I, was, I, I stumbled upon it by accident. I'm like, why does it matter? I really don't give a shit. It's a dress. Wear it or don't. There you and, go. And then I was looking at it, and then, I re- and then I realized it was like, oh, it was supposed to be for this wedding or whatever. And the daughter's like, well, you can't wear white to my wedding because dad's a virgin, but not really. And um, yeah, and then I, but I started scrolling through the pictures. Wait, wait, how did virgins come into down, this again? <laughs> I got as lost. I scrolled down the picture. When I got to the very bottom, it changed to blue and black. See, and that's happening to every a lot of people. Wait no. So wait, wait, no, I got a quick question me. for you. So when you scroll down the picture, as you go down the scroll, it turns blue and black, or there's a separate picture of it that looks blue and black. It's a, it turns blue and black because what happens? I read the signs behind it that because of like like so Eric is a little bit colorblind, not by much, but just a little bit, and he looked at blue and black. Done. That's it. That's what it is. That's color. And. I was like, well, no, I, this is what I see. And that the science behind it is it's not what you see, but it's how your brain interprets it. So mm-hmm. because there was so much light in that picture behind the dress, some people view it as, oh, that light's not a problem. This is just um, like high reflective light on a blue and black dress. That's how Eric's eyes, uh, brain interpreted what his eyes saw, whereas my brain looked at it and saw um, through my eyes and said, that is a very low reflective light on a white and gold dress. And it's how, it's basically a trick of the brain. Okay. And so once I scroll down to the bottom edge of the, I say that to say, once I scroll down to the bottom edge of the picture, where there was no interfering light, like at the top of the picture, all of a sudden, boom, blue and black. No, and, and so. okay, so let's see, what colors are this dress? So I'm, I'm intrigued now. Now we've got Now he cares. No, no. See? She said science. So if this is for science. <laughs> that, I'm willing to take the. That's my point. That's why I find it interesting. <laughs> but I'm still saying that. Oh, see, it looks blue and black there. I, that looks blue and black to you. Right now it's blue and black. Yeah. It is not. It is white and gold. I swear to no, God, it's white that's and gold. That's blue and black. And I found out. I but read I, one article that no, said but it's because of your age. Your no, age. No, but here's here's here. here's here's the thing. Here's my science of this whole fucking thing, right? This com- this picture is being viewed on a computer, right? This picture is being taken by a device that was a digital picture. Guess what? Somebody out there is fucking with us because when I looked at this picture this morning, it was white and gold. So somebody is in there. No, no, no. no. Somebody's dicking around with Photoshop. But I'm telling you that you're looking at I this get it. picture right now. This yeah. picture right now, right? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. And to me, that still looks white and gold. I, I I understand that, and I can see how she's what she's talking about with the whole white thing is. Me but too. but what I'm saying is, is that as somebody who sees this as blue and black, I saw it as white and gold this morning, which means there's some asshole out there fucking around with Photoshop. No, no, it doesn't. No, no, I'm because I, if I'm looking at the same picture, I'm not going to process it two different ways. My if scientifically, my they're brain, saying that it will change based on what your light your your brain has been seeing throughout the day and it will change. That's what's the freaky thing is people are saying when I started looking at it, it was white and gold. By the time I was done writing the article about how it's white and gold, shut the fuck up. I turned blue and black. Everybody's saying that. Okay. Well, you know what? When I I looked at it on mom's computer, it was white and gold. When I looked on it on Eric's phone, it was blue and black. Yeah. I think it has to do with the white. I've I've looked at it on, I looked at it on my phone, on my laptop and now right in front of him. And it has stayed white and gold the entire time, and I cannot understand how well, anybody we, could we, think it was we, blue. We've all known. Well, you're, you're just the a genetic anomaly. freak. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> and, and your dad would fully... I feel like this is a conspiracy to make no, me think that no, I've gone insane. No, it's not. A, I, I think why... I, that's what I'm trying to say. Is I think on a larger scale, it's a conspiracy. We're going to find out like four weeks from now that we'd like nuke some like poor, you know, some poor helpless civilization over in like, you know, Zimbabwe, Africa, and we killed a bunch of little kids. But this is their way of distracting us from it. Quite possibly. So, you know, you know that, that's that's the mom side of me coming out with the whole full <laughs> conspiracy theory thing. X-Files I was going to say, no. since when did you prescribe a <laughs> mom shit? I'm, wow. I might just be being a slight bit of a smart ass there. All right, wow. George. Well, we're, we're going to have to wrap it up here because we're, we're getting a little long on the tooth for this episode. really long. But uh, thank you for calling in and giving us your viewpoint. I, I really did appreciate you having to say what you said and, and bringing up. I mean, you brought up some very interesting and valid points that are, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's just a fuck situation all the way around. So, Hell. all right. Well, you have a wonderful evening. And um, if, if he's, if, if your husband's having any further problems with his color, just get him a pulley. He'll be fine. <laughs> a little family inside joke he there. Me whenever I mention that thing, he's like, "Stop it! I didn't even bring up the damn pulley." I to didn't begin talk with. about the pulley. That was my stupid dad. <laughs> and then he corrected me. He's like, technically, it's like a fulcrum or something. <laughs> like, oh God! Yeah, he can't just let it go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the fulcrum on the jeans. You, you got to depend on how far down your fly goes. Whether or not you're going to have a drippage problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right, Joy. Well, you have a good evening. Bye. You too. Love you, Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Okay, so obviously you have nothing else to add to this because you got bored at the I end there. I was so I would I totally tuned out. Yeah. Like I I I missed a bunch of that. I'm sorry. It's fine. I hope that the listeners stuck with it. <laughs> I didn't. If I hadn't been listening to that, I would be like, uh, skip ahead. No. <laughs> when does he shut up? <laughs> I never shut up. No. True. <laughs> Very true. Anyways, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Bad Parenting Podcast. As usual, you can find us in all the normal places. Our website is www.badparentingpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter uh, by searching for Bad Parenting Podcast. Also, we have a call-in number, as we saw, worked very well tonight. It's 503-609-0375. The other thing we can you can do if you want is that, that number can also be used as a voicemail line. We're not actually recording a show. Um, so if you call in and you want to leave us a voicemail about a topic that you heard, then what you want to leave it an opinion on. Like the blue dress. Like the blue and gold dress, or if you want to... No, you can't say blue and gold, because that's totally... I'm, that's I'm doing... Fucking, no, I know. Yeah, no. blue and gold. From now on, it's blue and gold. There, I'm, I'm compromising. I'm trying to bring people together to, you know fix the problems of the world not continue to segregate us i am a peacemaker <laughs> <laughs> i almost i almost didn't lose it <clears throat> um but you can leave us a voicemail if you want to leave us any information about upcoming show topics like hey have you got an idea of like oh look, this would be an awesome thing to talk about um etc cetera, etc cetera. or if you have any opinions thoughts or a funny story about funny it. stories whatever you know go ahead and do that if you want to send us an email you can send it to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com or jody at bad or i was gonna get there you can our first names at badparentingpodcast.com so justin and joe justin or jody at badparentingpodcast.com by the way my name is spelled with an i it is some people some people add Oh, letters or change letters. Yeah, I might have to, so might have to do a catch-all alias for you is what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. Okay, maybe I'll fix that. Anywho, so yeah, it's J-O-D-I at badparentingpodcast.com. No, 
no e no y no 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 umlaut or anything like that over it and it's not j o space d e yeah either. or like j or, or like you know l dash a for the dash or whatever that was that stupid joke i heard from way back when um so yeah but uh, otherwise if you have nothing better to add or more to add or if you're still truly bored we'll go ahead and uh put a pin in this one so do you have anything else you want to say babe uh, no, I'm good. Okay, well then until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast. A conversational show about all aspects of parenting. The good, the bad, and the smelly. It's all done now. Here it goes.